Hey, welcome to another episode of the Who Dat Jedi podcast. This is episode 131. I am Aaron, and with me as always is Dave and Fredo. How you doing, guys? Good, good. How are you doing? Doing good. Well, you know, uh, we're I'm, I'm doing fine. So um, we're just, before we start recording, we're talking football. Saints won. Didn't think they were going to win, but holy crap, got to just, the Falcons going to Falcon. Um you know, and it was they... beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> I, I, that's what I love about it. It's uh, even so. You're now even seeing it like naturally. Other other people going like, you know, when they look at the Falcons, go like, "Why are you the way you are? Why can't you just close this deal?" And I'm just like, "It's the Falcons. This is what they do." Well, and uh, so and then and then we we're talking about uh, you know, of course, I'm a Nebraska fan, and uh, we fired our head coach and hired a new Orleans kid to who was also former quarterback for the Cornhuskers back in the uh I guess the 90s um and uh Mickey Joseph so um like I was saying we've got Oklahoma this weekend so who knows how that's gonna go but uh yeah so but then we got a bunch of Star Wars uh uh, some cool Star Wars stuff announced at D23 so we're gonna talk a little bit about that tonight um, we're also going to mainly just kind of, I guess, uh, banter back and forth about uh, Andor and what we can expect because that's coming up here in eight days from when we're recording this. Um, at least that's what I saw on uh, somebody's mm-hmm. Facebook feed. But uh, before that, maybe we start some trivia to get our brains wrapped around uh, um, Star Wars. All right. So let's see here. Fredo, you're going to be first. Okay. And I need to get my old man glasses out. So hold on, everybody. Just uh... and by the way, I want to say publicly on this podcast, and I told him in private in our private channel, Dave, nice job on the production of our show last week and adding the trailers behind what we we're talking about. That was just really, really good. So um, hat tip to you, my friend. Um, so. All right, so Fredo, you get the first one here. What governor from A New Hope makes a token appearance in Revenge of the Sith? Hmm, governor. Are we referring to Grand Moff Tarkin? You are talking about Grand Moff Tarkin at the end where he doesn't look like Tarkin really at all. So all the people who went nuts in Rogue One and probably dug the fact that Tarkin was in the end of Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> um, so it was. It was Grand Moff Tarkin. But I don't know if he was Grand Moff at that time or if it was just Admiral Tarkin or whatever. Right. So growing up forever, I thought it was Grand Moff Tarkin. I know. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was five, so pardon me, but it sounded, I, you know, and there's no such thing as a moth. You know, so it was like, you know, it sounded like Grandma Tarkin. Um, now it's like Grandma Seizure. All right, Dave, uh, who claims he only summed up Lando's piloting skills as fair? Who claims he'd only summed up Lando's piloting skills as fair? Now I remember where that's from. All right. I don't mm-hmm. remember where, that, where that's from at all, but I'm going to guess Han Solo. It's Han Solo who said, somebody must have told him about my maneuver at Tanab. He said, I don't know. I just told him you were a fair pilot. Ah, yes, yes. I thought it came in that general area in Return of the Jedi, but, uh, yeah, I couldn't remember the exact dialogue. By the way, um, so when when uh, Han Solo and crew are getting on the Imperial shuttle and Lando's heading towards the Falcon, you probably noticed, you got to pay attention to it, there's... Lando's holster is going from over his right shoulder and then it cuts to Han Solo and then it cuts back to Lando and it's going over his left shoulder. So there's mm. one of those, uh, either they flipped the negative or the production assistant wasn't paying attention or whatever, but it always bugged me anyway. The thing I remember about that scene most vividly is the giant matte painting, which seems like really sort of obvious in a way that most of the time the oh. matte paintings aren't yeah um yeah that one looked like you're standing in front of a screen yes yeah even in 83 that that's never looked 
and I'm surprised that that was never like in the special editions. They that was one of those things they just let let be, and I'm like, no, they, it's obvious, isn't it? They spent yeah. their money on the uh, on Vader saying no. All right, well, no. <laughs> to me, my question: What's the first type of vehicle seen in the Empire Strikes Back? Well, I mean, that's Ooh. a Star Destroyer. Yeah, it's a Star yeah. Destroyer. There you go. All right. Well, I'm all warmed up. I don't know about how you guys are feeling. So, um, so all right. Well, we got we got some news. Well, yeah. Before we get to all the D23 stuff, there were a couple of uh, kind of major uh, casting news that were announced last week. The first big one is we have our S run, and it's not who we thought it was going to be. Shenanigans. So, uh, Shenanigans. Yeah, for for months and months, uh, Mina Masood had been asking and begging and trying to get the role of Ezra Bridger, but it was, I believe, first leaked by Cinelink, uh, but Hollywood Reporter confirmed Ezra Bridger is officially headed to live action. Actor Emma Aman Esfandi has been cast to play the role uh, in the upcoming Ahsoka Disney Plus series. So as fun, these credits include Robert Rodriguez's Red Eleven, as well as a small role in King Richard. And uh, yeah, then they get into the story about who Ezra is and how this is going to be in the same show as uh, Ahsoka, no, Rosario Dawson, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Ivana Sakno, and Natasha Lubordizzo. All right, kids. You know, we've talked about the summer reading. Um, before Ahsoka comes out, what comes out next spring? Is that right? Uh, spring 2023. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you do need to watch yourself some rebels. And if you don't want to watch all of rebels, watch the first few episodes, maybe of each season and then watch the entire last season. And then I think you will be, I think you'll be okay in figuring out who Ezra is. Um, and maybe hopefully maybe Disney plus will do what they've done before. Like, Hey, here's the essential watch list for like before book of Boba Fett, they had all the Boba Fett episodes from, you know, clone wars and stuff like that. I think anyway, maybe they'll do that. But I think I, I really do think people are going to be confused as all get out with the Ahsoka show, because if they, they saw Ahsoka in the Mandalorian and then they're going to go and it's like, who's Sabine? Who's Ezra? Who's Tarkin? Yeah, Tarkin's Thrawn. So uh, you got to do some summer reading. I don't know. Or Dave, do you disagree? You're looking at me like, nah, I don't know. It really depends on the story, right? Or, or is it going to be fairly self-contained in, in that, that you can follow along even if you haven't been introduced to any of these people? Or is it going to be like Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, where like, basically all of the television shows led directly up into that movie? And if you hadn't been watching the TV shows, you probably missed a whole heck of a lot going into that thing. So well, I don't and, know. And seeing how it, though, it looks like it picks up exactly where Rebels leaves off. Um, mm-hmm. where with Sabine, I mean, they recreated that final scene of Sabine looking at the mural and then Ahsoka because we've seen shots of it. So, right. um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then of course, yeah, and there's Hera is going to be in it. You know, it's just like if this is going to be Rebels, like you said, Fredo, it's going to be Rebel season five. You know, so I and yeah, and the other part of it is like you know okay so maybe you can get your head around who these characters are through writing but why have you know why have thrawn and ezra been gone it's like oh these space whales like flung them off into the you know into wherever and what (laughs) you know so you do have to i think you do have to do a little bit of uh, prep work for this one um but also, and it's, I mean, we haven't really talked about Ahsoka, and I guess we will as we get closer, but it's a good, neat way of explaining where Ahsoka was during the original trilogy. She was off with Sabine looking for Estra out in the far reaches of the galaxy. 
Um, or was that yeah, post yeah. post Return of the Jedi? This is this is That's because because is, she asks, you know, where's Thrawn in the Mandalorian? So this is post Return right. of the Jedi because Sabine was oh, waxing oh, no. poetic about you know the Battle of Endor and everything. But what I'm saying is, you could have a situation where you start the show kind of during or pre Return of the Jedi, and then kind of go. You know, you could have a time jump. That's what I'm trying to say. You could have flashbacks. It it could be a, they could play with it in any number of interesting ways to kind of denote the length of time that uh, that Ahsoka and Sabine were out there looking for Ezra. You know, I mean, there's any number of ways of doing it. It just it's interesting because it may not be as straightforward as say something like the Mandalorian is where we know what point in time it's taking place and we just go forward. But my point is that before Dave jumps in here, my point is that I don't think you have to watch every single episode oh, no. of Rebels. It's it, watch a few of each season to get an idea of where you're going. You might get hooked and you want to watch the whole thing because it's a great series and they're easy to watch, but you can just watch a little bit and like bookend it like watch the first couple episodes of the first season watch the last couple episodes and then move on to season two and like i said you'll get an idea but that last season you might want to watch the whole thing because especially like the last five episodes because it would explain a lot for what's going on with soka dave i was just going to briefly say that i think like um to fredo's point there there there's probably um you you were maybe alluding to this, which is that there are there might be resistance to the fact that well, where were all these Jedi that are suddenly showing up now? Where were they during the war? Or when Yoda was talking about there is another, why didn't he say there were twelve others? You know, things of that nature. I think like if you haven't gone back, if you haven't watched Rebels, you're not really familiar with this character yet. Um there's an opportunity for you to go and watch rebels and, and, and begin to learn about why. <laughs> um, but even without that, I think this series will help paint in some of those missing um, areas for you. Like, well, okay. So who is this Ahsoka person and why didn't, why didn't she get involved? She was a little busy. Here's why. You know, and I think this series will, at, at minimum, do that for you. But I also 100% endorse any reason to watch Rebels. Please watch it. It's it's wonderful. I was, I was, I mean, I don't want to make this a Rebels episode. I was really surprised when I started watching it how much I got hooked right away. Mm -hmm. Again, it's it, it's just an easy watch and it's fun and it's um, and it gets better with each season mm -hmm. really does. does i mean it's like it starts off i mean kind of goofy and happy-go-lucky kind of thing and then eat with each season it just they ramp up the writing and the level of concern and it's so it's a good it's yeah it's a good thing so anyway but i cannot believe that it's not mina masood come on come on the the people on the internets told us that it was going to be him well uh Oh, the only it. thing I was going to add to that was just simply season four is only like 13 episodes. And if you get hooked into it, you will fly through them. Well, they're 21, anyway. at 21 minutes each. So it's like, right. Yeah. It's a weekend. Uh, moving on right quick from one Disney plus show casting to another Disney plus show casting. Uh, Jody Turner Smith, who starred in, in uh, Queen and Slim with um, Daniel Kaluuya, has been is poised to join the Acolyte the very secretive uh, High Republic show being helmed by um, oh, Le Leslie Hedlund and starring Amanda Hedstenberg. So from Deadline, it just simply says she's finalizing a deal. So far, the only thing that is known is that, you know, Amanda's playing, it's a mystery thriller that Amanda Stenberg's the lead, takes place into the, the final days of the High Republic area. And that, uh, you know, that's it. The, they're starting to film sometime in the fall. Well, what I love about it, we have no idea what it's all about. Well, and there was another, there was another casting for the acolyte as well. Um, uh, mm -hmm. Actor from Squid Game. Uh, oh, Lee Lee Jung Jae. Yeah, um, who just won the Oscar? Yeah, actually, yeah. Who just? I'm sorry, an Oscar, no Emmy, for uh, best lead in a dramatic series for Squid Game. Yeah. Lee Jung Jae is joining Jody Turner Smith and Amanda Stenberg in 
the Acolyte. Again, it said, a century before the events of Episode One, he explores the moment of time when the Jedi were at the peak of their power. But again, no idea as to what character he's going to play, what role he's going to play. So it's interesting. We've gotten three castings. We know who's the lead, two big additions. But that's it. It's all, you know, they're holding this one really close to the vest. And because of the nature of where they're setting it, there's not even much to extrapolate into it. Yes, we got nothing to say, but they, they're casting yeah. good people. So <laughs> that's a good sign. So moving right quick then to all the stuff that came out from D23. So uh, let's start first with all the Star Wars stuff, because we got a, we got some Star Wars stuff. Kind of, we kind of expected it. We got one final trailer for Andor, you know, which kind of we'll talk about more in a bit. We got an official trailer for Tales of the Jedi, kind of showing us the two storylines that are going to play hand in hand. All right, so pause on that one let's just let's because mm-hmm. we'll talk about andor in a second let's pause on tales of the jedi what was your guys's mm-hmm. just kind of gut reaction when you saw this it looked nice it looked fun it, it, it's interesting you know because i i've always wanted to know more about kanduku and there's a nice way of showing that dave uh the animation continues to get better and better uh with these with these animated uh, series i think it looks really really good uh in that on that level i'm also still super intrigued about what ahsoka has to do with dooku um do their stories parallel one another do they cross paths at any point um it just seems like those two are our main primary antagonist uh primary um protagonists i didn't i didn't think that the stories necessarily linked together i just thought they were kind of like you know you know kind of like tales from jabba's palace it's just like here's our boba fett story and here's our you know bomar monk story um my first reaction you guys remember uh super mario brothers the lost levels yeah yeah i mean that that's a hard game (laughs) but (laughs) but that's but that's what it kind of reminded me of it was like i was like I'm looking at Clone Wars. You know what I mean? I'm looking at Clone Wars and it's so it's after seven I don't know. Seven seasons of Clone Wars plus Bad Batch, which is basically season eight of Clone Wars. I mean, if you want. Um and then all of the Clone Wars stuff that was that's been put into the Mandalorian and Rebels. And, you know, it's like how I don't know. Nobody can give Kevin Smith a hard time about going back to the well. Nope, because we keep doing it for uh, for uh, the prequel era, that's making all the money. Well, we. Dave, uh, I mean, and I, I don't know if uh, um, I don't know. I don't want it to sound too crappy, but it's like you know, at some point, does Dave Filoni write something, you know, outside of that arena and is that how he might you know ultimately prove himself as like the new head of star wars because it just like i said it just seems like we keep come back to well but george lucas wrote six movies about you know the same characters so maybe i not so shouldn't be so hard on him but i was like i'm looking at super mario brothers the lost levels that's kind of what i felt yeah, it's interesting because I was looking at the parallels of, you know, the trailer does a nice parallel of how top of a master Anakin was to Ahsoka. Same with Dooku, with Qui-Gon. And you tend to forget that there's a line of master and apprentice that goes from Yoda through Dooku to Qui-Gon to Obi-Wan to Anakin to Ahsoka. So, and it's, it'd be interesting to see if they, you know, touch upon that in the show. So yeah, so that one's coming. They announced first it's going to be it's six episodes, six part animated short series, Disney Plus, October twenty sixth. So you only got what seven weeks away for it thereabouts. Uh speaking of Bad Batch, they did announce that second season starts on January fourth of twenty twenty three, two episode premiere. Uh they showed uh so continuing on, 
They did show some pre-production images from both Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew, the the new children lost in space show that's going to star uh, Jude Law. And they had him talking in there for a bit. Again, not much shown because it's actually being filmed. We did get an official teaser trailer for The Mandalorian Season 3, which I believe was much in the same vein as the one that had been leaked. Uh, well, I think it's the exact Comic-Con. same. I think it's the same one okay. from Comic-Con. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. And, so, uh, okay. So let's pause for a second on that one. Um, how do you feel about the, the trailer you saw for The Mandalorian Season 3? We're actually like seeing it. a lot of Mandalorians. Well, that's, that's part of where we're supposed to go. I mean, on the one hand, man, Din Jaren has been told that the only way he can regain his identity as Mandalorian is to go back to Mandalore. On the other hand, we got Bo-Katan, who can't be the leader, ruler of the Mandalorians without the Darksaber, which we know Din Jaren has. And I imagine there's some suspicion as to whether or not the Mandalorians that are scattered across the galaxy are going to rally Another- to both. Another reason to watch a little bit of Rebels because uh, mm-hmm. Tales of the Dark Saber. That's I mean, you you and there's some happens. Yeah, you need to watch Rebels yeah. to get more about the Dark Saber. But keep going, Fredo. Yeah, no, but basically, so we know that there's going to be some conflict regarding Bo-Katan, the Dark Saber, Dinjarin. We know that there's going to be some stuff regarding the identity of what it means to be a Mandalorian. And on top of all that, you have everything else going on in Din Djarin's life, which I'm sure didn't get easier, you know, to be dad to Grogu just because he's now holding the dark saber. I like how somehow they end up with R5-D4 as their, um, their droid yeah, buddy the droid. in the, in the, in the ship. Um, do you guys know anybody still that, uh, hasn't finished, uh, Book of Boba Fett? They don't, know about uh, the um, the Luke Skywalker, Grogu, Mando partner. Do you guys know? Because I do. I have a family member that I'm still like, you need to watch. You need to watch because otherwise you're going to be really confused. You need to watch. <laughs> do you guys know anybody? No. I feel like I've had an interaction or two on social with folks who are just, you know, casual fans who... I'm like, yeah, I watched two or three episodes and then moved on. So if you're one of those listening to this show, watch the last three episodes of Book of Boba Fett and you'll be good. Anyway. Uh, So right quick, just to finish off the Lucasfilm stuff, we did get a little bit of Indiana Jones 5 with Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I think they confirmed that she is his niece. Yeah, that's the role she's playing in that movie. And then we got a trailer and for Willow, which is coming this November, which I am so excited for. I turned into a kid with that movie. So, Dave, we didn't get any comment from you on uh, The Mandalorian Season 3. Anything trip your trigger when you watch that? I think I'd seen the uh, leaked footage um, from over the summer, so I uh, uh, there weren't a lot of surprises there, but Babu Frick was a little bit uh, of a surprise, I think. Uh, the, my son has taken to calling him Babu Freak, I think. Well, that there, there's <laughs> another option he could have gone with, Dave, and so you should consider yourself lucky. <laughs> Babu Freak. Um, yeah, no, that that's fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, it looks good. Uh, some of the uh, some of the effects look. Pretty space darn battle good space battle we actually yeah. there's a full-on space battle that looked really awesome looked better than anything that we had seen from that series so far um the the stuff with the mandalorians doing like a like a j- drop from yeah. uh a carrier of some kind that would look freaking cool um, so I, I feel like that either their budget has improved or they're getting a better handle on some of the technologies, but it just, it looks a little, it looks a little better in general. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure that at this point, there's got to be a certain awareness in the halls of Disney 
that the Mandalorian is almost like is their flagship show. So they can do other stuff. I mean, they're doing, and we're going to get to all the Marvel stuff that's going to come out, but it's Mandalorian that really kind of stirs their drink, so to speak. It's the, the thing that gets people to you know, subscribe and stay subscribed for them. So uh, let me go right quick to, okay, so that was all the Lucasfilm and Star Wars stuff. Heading up right quick over to Marvel. We got a whole bunch of Marvel stuff. So uh, just on, on movies first. Go figure. They anyway, show, go ahead. Yeah, it, well, <laughs> they didn't show a lot at Comic Con, and we said they're saving all their powder for D twenty three, and sure enough, yeah. But weirdly but enough, Marvel is starting what, to become like Stephen King. You know, it's just oh, like yeah. you know, or or Daniel Steele. It's like let's just mm-hmm. turn. Oh yeah. Anyway, keep going. No, and I was gonna say, and in part that is, uh, uh, you know, both a sign of their success, but also it it, it can it's kind of. We can get into how much of a barrier may become. So, theatrically, they showed new footage from Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. They showed new footage from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. They confirmed that Shara Haas and Tim Blake Nelson have joined Anthony Mackie and Captain America New World Order. So, hey, they're bringing back the leader from Incredible Hulk, which I don't think you've seen that one yet, Aaron, have you? No. Nope. Is that the one MCU movie you have not seen? Yep. Okay, so... Uh, they confirmed that Matt Shackman, who directed One Division, will direct the Fantastic Four film. Unsurprisingly, we did not get all the fan castings for the Fantastic Four happening, which I think was the biggest grown hurdle on the internet. And we officially got the cast for Thunderbolts announced, which is going to be the closeout of Phase 5, and that included Florence Pugh's uh, Yelena, uh, Sebastian Stan's uh, Bucky Barnes, Hannah John Kamen's Ghost, Olga Kurilenko's Taskmaster, David Harbour's Red Guardian, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus as Contessa Val. So we kind of know where we're going to go in the next phase for Marvel, but then on top of that, they announced, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Disney Plus TV shows. So Ironheart, they announced uh, uh, some more casting for Ironheart. They had a trailer for Secret Invasion, which... What did you think of that one, Aaron? That looked kind of cool. Yeah. And and very, looked very cinematic as well. I will say that's the one thing that Marvel has done very good with the Disney plus shows is that they look like a movie, but Mm -hmm. yeah. And secret invention is going to lead into armor wars, which is uh, basically uh, Don Cheadle coming back as roadie for that one. So it's supposed to flow one into the other. Uh, They confirmed that Kihui Kwan, is going to be joining Loki season two, which is in production. So that gave us the little moment where Dr. Jones and short round met again at yeah. D23. Uh, that was cool. We yeah. got, we got confirmation of cast for echo as well as we got a nice big moment for daredevil born again, where Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio came out on stage. That's confirmed. And I think that's an 18 episode season that they're doing, which is a lot. And then we got a uh, a trailer for Werewolf by Night, which I'm sorry, that just looks like the funnest thing ever. Just it's it's Marvel horror. I don't know if you have, if you ever heard of Werewolf by Night at all, Aaron. No, no. But my wife was watching the trailer and she had a very quizzical look on her face, and she's like, "I don't know how." <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my brain around this, is what she said, I think. But. Short, short version. It's a it's a werewolf character that appears in Marvel comics. It was big during the seventies. Roy Thomas, who was a guy who was also doing Tomb of Dracula. This is this is where stuff like Ghost Rider, Blade, a lot of the horror elements from the Marvel comics universe kind of comes from. So, but they're not doing it as a series. They're doing it as a Halloween theme special, and they got Gael Garcia Bernal to star in it, which is like okay so they got pedro pascal they got uh diego luna so they had to go get their buddy gael so uh and that is in terms of well i mean the other kind of big one is we're getting a new muppets tv show on disney plus Aaron. well okay well fourth time's a charm i suppose i don't know every <laughs> ever since the original uh, muppets tonight was was good mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but uh subsequent muppet shows have yeah have hurt but anyway um 
to the to the Andor stuff, um, because that, I mean that's the one that, like I said, eight days away. Um, three episodes. For yeah, you get three episodes right off the bat. Um, and I, what is is it coming out on a on a Wednesday? Or, yeah, Hold on, since it's eight days. Yeah, yeah. it's a Wednesday. Yeah, and next, so next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm gonna I have the Irish music session, so I'm not gonna be able to watch them probably on Wednesday. Um, but um, what when you guys when you guys watch this trailer, um, uh, what are your what what is striking you? What I guess do you have any? What's what's pumping you up? What's uh, maybe making you scratch your heads? Um, I'm gonna say one thing. This is just an aesthetic thing, but we saw clone troopers, and like in Obi Wan, we saw live action clone troopers, and it makes you realize how gamey, uh, video gamey, the clone troopers looked in Attack of the Clones and you know in revenge of the sith now i i get it i know what they were doing we always talk about the r&d but it's just when you put the real armor there and if you want in the background to do computer generated stuff that's cool but man does that make a difference or what that just looks i mean when you see actual clone troopers in armor so anyway that's the one thing that made me kind of get jazzed but i don't know what what are you thinking dave what's what's uh, pumping you up for andor I mean, lots of it. Uh, the the visuals in particular just are um, really evocative of that era. Um, like, a little it, THX one one three eight look to it, um, mm, and you know, it, yeah, which is kind of interesting when everybody's in white and you know, yeah, that took, hallway. and that took me back to Camino a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like there's that right um but then like a lot of the other visuals are the very harsh empire visuals that we saw in solo for example um and and in rogue one and i feel like it's very in keeping with that era um i think like with star wars it can get a little confusing for casual fans when is this said i don't know um it li- just by the look of it i think you can tell like right away like this is like height of the empire stuff right here um and um i've i've, I've enjoyed what dialogue that we've gotten i've enjoyed the, what characterization that we've gotten um and it, it just looks like it looks familiar but unique enough to be worth spending your time on which is all that i ever asked for i want i want star wars to not just give me one story and repeat itself over and over and over again i want um i want different points of view and and different stories set in this universe and And, uh, i get the impression we're going to get that and to that point it's it's also you know we've we've talked about this as a theme of our podcast you know representation matters um what we're also starting to see because it looks like we have looks like the chief baddie is going to be a female character looks like it i mean we're i mean but what star wars is doing now is putting some very strong female characters beyond princess leia you know into into the lore which i really appreciate i mean it happened with tala in obi-wan you know, and Baru, you know, to a little extent, but we had more of Tala. You know, we've got, um, you know, like I said, it looks like some really cool characters um, in Andor. The scene between him and it between Diego Luna and Skarsgård was that was awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. that was uh, if you haven't seen this online, folks. There's they they let out uh, like a just a vignette. I, I, I don't know, a little snippet of a scene between. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it looks like uh, Skarsgård is recruiting um, uh, Andor, Cassian Andor, to the cause, which there's a couple things we got to remember. Um, the first fulcrum was um, was Ahsoka, right? 
and Cassian Andor becomes a fulcrum, correct? So is this maybe, is he not just being recruited into the rebellion, but is is this his, you need to become a fulcrum? Are we going to get, and there again, kids, you're going to have to watch, you know, Rebels <laughs> to understand what we're talking about. Um, maybe, maybe that's a really good starting point. I mean, well, like we've already kind of like dove into some of the deep end stuff here, but like, honestly, for people like who, who might be listening and don't know anything about this series. I mean, it's Cassian Andor. He's the, one of the main characters in rogue one. Um, and it's set in that time frame between revenge of the Sith and a new hope. Um, and so beyond that above and beyond, like our now, now you start getting into a little bit more of the deeper end when you start talking about some of these supporting characters and what it might mean as far as rebels, clone wars, etc. Um, we get to see saw Guerrera, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which is, uh, again, like that's an argument in and of itself for, um, maybe you want to go back and, and watch a few Clone Wars episodes or some Rebels episodes to get a better handle on Saw. Uh, he was a character. This was something I feel like we we talked about prior to Rogue One. Um, like, yeah, if you, you, who's this Saw Gerrera guy? Well, and remember from Rogue One and from Rebels, Saw and um, the and like Mon Mothma were at odds with, I mean, they were Mm -hmm. had very much had the same ends, but different means to that end. And they were not very cooperative with one another. Um, So that we saw, we saw more of that in rebels um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and then it was paid off there. And now the surprise, surprise, both of these characters are back for this series. So I think we can expect to see them at odds again. Uh, though it might be an interesting story to tell, to, to find out more about their falling out. Um, Are we going to see how Saw gets his leg blowed off uh, and has to use a breathing uh, thingamajiggy? Well, and I think that's kind of what's interesting me the most about that trailer and the idea of Andor is by the time we come into it in episode four, the idea of the rebellion exists in the minds of people. It's it's got it's made its way along the galaxy to the point that even Biggs and Luke can discuss it and think about joining kind of thing. You know, it's not a it's not something that's so hush hush that's not that's not really believed. So it's good that we're gonna get to see how that stuff forms, how how the mechanisms of standing up to oppression to the Empire kind of come into action because that's always. It's an interesting story. I mean, it's good that I mean, we got the end of that story. That's what the original trilogy is all about. But this is the beginning, in a way, of that story, of the story of rebellion. That it's not just Luke finding a lightsaber, you know, finding Obi-Wan being gifted a lightsaber and everything got better. It's, it was the work of so many people fighting against systems of oppression and uh, how they, you know, how sometimes, you know, they had to beg, borrow, and steal and make alliances with people who didn't necessarily agree with. I mean, Stan Skarsgård, from what we gather, I mean, he's from that little clip that you mentioned, Aaron. He's recruiting Cassian from being a thief. He's not, no, no, Cassian Andor is not necessarily the, the go save the world type, you know, you know, the galaxy type. He's being very much, how do, we, how do you, you know, trying to stay alive. And it's going to be interesting how that one individual character, because we know that by the time a Rogue One happened, there's a bit of disillusionment with how things are going. He's become very much, Matter of fact, we just got to keep the fight alive. So it'll be interesting to see. So, um, so by the way, a couple of, I mentioned Fulcrum earlier, and I would be, mm-hmm. I'd be very surprised if this doesn't come into play in this series. But hey, I've been wrong before. But I do want to say, just so you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about, um, this is from Wikipedia. Fulcrum was the title used by several, several rebel informants in the years leading up to the Battle of Yavin. Former Jedi Padawan Ahsoka Tano proposed the idea and was the most notable fulcrum agent. Imperial Security Bureau agent Alexander Callis, um, so Agent Callis from Rebels, became another fulcrum after becoming disillusioned with the Empire and informed the rebellion that several Imperial cadets at the elite uh, 
Star, uh, Sky Strike Academy wanted to defect to the rebels. Captain Cassian Andor of the Alliance to Restore the Republic was a fulcrum recruitment agent in the Alberio sector. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's a little bit about uh, fulcrum. Um, but its first reference actually came from Clone Wars from Anakin Skywalker because remember um, it uh, there was a, a transmission on. Uh, what was it? They, they mentioned Fulcrum and that was Anakin Skywalker's private, you know, secret channel. So Mark. I think that was Clone Wars season seven. So anyway, um, that's what we're talking about. And I mean, so maybe he's being recruited into the Alliance and then he becomes a Fulcrum agent. Um, do you think because of this, do you think that there's any possibility of seeing Ahsoka in this series? I'm going to go with no. Not, not that it couldn't happen at some point. I just, particularly, maybe not this season. I think this season is going to establish the characters and set up a lot of the groundwork. I could see it maybe next season where they're going to be taking bigger, like, you know, there's a season two, you're right. Jumps forward. And that's the thing. We know that there's going to be two seasons and that the series is going to end literally right where Rogue One begins. So, or you know, where we meet Cassian at that point. So there's going to be an interesting uh, moment there where you could see Ahsoka come in, but maybe not this season. I think this season feels like we're going to get a lot into the characters and a lot of the mindsets, which I appreciate. Now I'm going to ask you in a different question. I'll throw this one to Dave. Do you want to see Ahsoka in this series? And not especially. Um, Okay, so I don't want to spoil Rebels. If you haven't seen Rebels, okay, so like, uh, like I'm getting that caveat out there. Um, there's a really interesting sort of farewell to that character in the middle of, in the middle uh, section of Rebels, which sort of accounts for her not being around for a while. Um, I like that as it currently exists i don't necessarily want them to undo anything that 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 had previously occurred in there i'm sure there's probably very specific moments in the timeline that they could point to and say this is all good um but like because of this disappearance by her uh I'm, sabbatical like, yeah yeah sabbatical <laughs> i'm very good with her like not appearing here at all um and not to mention the fact you know is it it's a younger version of ahsoka than the version that we're getting you know in you know in mandalorian and um that version of the character has been animated and voiced by a different person who's ne who's now voicing the live action version in the future and like I like having a little bit of distance on that level because the performances are a little different. That's fair. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, you know, other th so uh, just uh, you know, obviously not from a story perspective because we really still don't really know what the story is. We can infer, you know, a lot. Um, but do you? Okay, so you're either on team volume or team lo <laughs> filming on location um with all of the volume stuff that we've gotten is it refreshing to see scotland you know where they're filming and are we going to and i know we had an article one time that we we're talking about on this podcast um where he said, we don't do that newfangled stuff. You know, we, we film in the forest type, you know, like, like men, um, you know, it was, that's, I mean, that's the way it kind of came across. Um, but, uh, is, is that, is that refreshing to you and, or, you know, to see the, the more practical, you know, real sets. I like, I mean, put it this way. I understand why there's, there's always a certain level of, and some a lot of the actors have mentioned it, that there's a certain level 
of suspension and disbelief you have to do do the roles that they do and it's really great when you're in a set in a costume with stuff that's tangible that you can touch because then you know even if you're just doing the same scene a few times you can kind of go back to your you know to your headspace and kind of put yourself back at the start by just walking a few steps here walking a few steps there so it creates a better dynamic for the actor to play off of than say a green screen room or the volume or you know, I think back to stuff like uh, you and McGregor said back during the uh, prequel era, was that just, it was just me in a green screen, a room full of green screens and TV monitors, and that could feel a bit cold. At the same time, though, I understand that this is very much a, you know, fictional fantasy universe, so sometimes you're going to have to go into the volume, and, you know, by and large, I mean, the vol- I mean there, there's been a few instances where you could kind of see the limitations of volume, but it's still working for me. So it's more about the process and how the people making it feel comfortable to me. As long as, as long as what's on screen works, that's the, that's the proof. Dave, are you team volume or team shooting in the forest? Um, I'm going to give you a similar answer to Fredo here, where it's like basically both. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier, which is like I like variety. You're both variety. cowards. You're both ah, cowards. No, 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 no. I want, I want it all. That's, that's the answer. I want it all. Um, I love having variety in my Star Wars. I love seeing different locations and locales. I love seeing uh, imaginative worlds. I want to see, I want to see Endor. Uh, I want to see Tatooine. Uh, I want to see Yavin. Yeah. Uh, I want to see Iceland. Uh, I want to see. Um, Felucia, uh, Utapau, you know, like, and like some of those things you can shoot here, some of them you can't, you know, and so give it, give me all of it because I just, I, that's one of the things that's for me that I really enjoy about Star Wars is that we get all of the variety of it. So, so I, um, I'm sorry, I'm now I'm going to take us on another tangent because I'm going to have another thing that's been bothering me. Yes, there's a line in Rogue One. I've been in this fight since I was six years old. Yeah. Do we have a continuity problem? Because it doesn't really look like he's been in this fight since he was six years old. We see some young Cassian stuff, but he's like 12, you know, and is so, I don't know. Do, do, how, how do you think they're going to reconcile because you have that line and then it, but it looks like he doesn't get into the, you know, actually going against the empire until, you know, much later in life. I think like the way that they work around that is what we were talking about when it comes to the plot of him getting recruited into the rebellion in the first place. Like you can tell that story and still have him be, an antagonist to the empire prior to that moment. Um, and I think like, that's what they're going to show us. They're going to show him stealing things, uh, being no friend to the empire, um, maybe committing some violence here and there even, um, and, and just being like a general thorn in their side because of a perceived slight or grievance, which I think will be, uh, not only perceived, but actually warranted um, based Mm -hmm. on some of the information that's filtering out. It seems like he's being um, robbed of his home uh, in certain ways. Um, His home planet, I think, is being stripped. Um, I'm a little fuzzy on some of this, but I think like that's where they're headed with this, which is like the Empire effed up your life. Um, and so now he's taking a vengeance sort of approach to it. Well, and don't we, okay. Cause I, I've started off by saying, you know, I was jazzed because, you know, I'm seeing actual clone troopers. Um, but trying to put this into the timeline of things, don't we see like Diego Luna? So like old, older Cassian, isn't he amongst those clone troopers? In the, in the, or did I make that up in the, in the trailer? Um, because I, th- I think he's in the, in that shot. And so again, I'm, we're seeing clone troopers. So is this, and I'm also trying to work in bad batch because remember bad batch season one, we're seeing the clone troopers phased out. They're becoming stormtroopers. Absolutely. Right. 
and they're not you know and they're actually gonna and in rebels we're getting the empire is fully stormtroopers and recruits so they're not using clones um so is this are we are we seeing a is, are we gonna how much i guess how much flashback do you think we're going to get is this going to be book of boba fett you know 2.0 with you know a bunch of flashbacks or um mm, i don't necessarily know that we're gonna do, go and do you want it I've, that way would you rather episode one you don't see diego luna at all you see little 12 year old you know cassie and andor run around and then as the season progresses cassian the cassian role changes i, I could see them do kind of like uh, an in media rest kind of flashback kind of somewhat to how they started mandalorian where we established mando's character by his actions and then we slowly got back the backstory although i imagine with that with cassian we'll get a bit more no this is really what happened you know there's no mystery here you know this isn't dave filoni holding the fall of man galore portion three we're gonna give it to you uh right the answer but i could see where a dynamic where you know we go with cassian and some friends of his to pull some sort of job and in the middle of all that we're getting flashbacks to his life pre the empire so um it's gonna be interesting because again they only have two seasons so they don't have a lot of room to kind of just play around and just kind of have a frog lady episode so to speak they, they kind of have to be able to tell their stories succinctly but these are the things that i you know because i don't want it to be formulaic i don't want i don't want this to become formulaic where it's like all right we introduce you know our character and now we're going to go back into flashback and show you how he became this character you know um because we got a little bit of that in obi-wan we got a little bit of that in um we got a lot of it in book of boba fett um which made made the story very herky jerky um i guess i wouldn't mind and maybe that's why they're releasing three episodes right up front so that you can get your feet settled because hey we got a lot you know maybe maybe it is it starts off with you see diego luna see the old cassian andor and then all of a sudden it goes into flashback and you're he's a little kid and so mm-hmm. we're giving you episode two and episode three as well so that you can have your feet settled. You know, we can just handle all of that backstory crap right out the gate and then off we go. All right, and get to the story we want to get. Have you guys been watching She-Hulk? I was going to ask you guys about that. Yes, we have been. Um, I haven't yet. I got to binge it. Okay. You'll be able to. The The episodes are light, breezy, quick. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, uh, perfect for that sort of thing. But I, like, this is where I, uh, I mean, my mind immediately goes. Like, the thing about it, totally very different, uh, oh, story-wise, very different. My goodness, yes. Um, but I am. But just, fun, right? But I'm thinking this series will be similarly structured in that they're going to give us the opportunity to kind of just do a story of the week kind of thing. Where it's like you're in and you're out. It's super quick, like like network television style. Twenty minutes, boom, boom, boom. We're done. We're out. I hope you had a good time. Um, it's where I'm. I, I I'm suspicious. I I find it sus, as the kids say, that 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 might be where we're headed um, with this series. That's whack. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Wickedy whack. <laughs> Hey, hello, fellow kids. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I, it might be short, serialized. The thing about She-Hulk that's great, again, this is slightly off topic, but it's just, you could, you could picture this series being the wacky lawyer show where you have a different cameo every week, you know, and and they sort of position it that way, but then they touch on a lot of really deep issues. Uh, I've really been enjoying that a lot. Um, but I, this, I this hope story... Andor is not that way. But well, I... well, I think this story might have a similar structure in that it'll be, yeah, like I said, in and out, super quick. We got to the point right away. That's what you're. That's all you're getting. Come back next week. 
for more adventures of Cassian. You know. But perhaps maybe those first three episodes are going to be one larger episode, like I said, just to get you settled and then you go on the adventures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean just the fact there's twelve episodes, I think that's where like why yeah. my mind And goes there's there. a lot of like Fredo said, it takes you all the way up to Rogue One after second season. So there's a lot of ground to cover. Um mm-hmm. a lot of ground that you, that yeah, so you can't maybe tell a continuous yeah, it's gonna have to be some time jumps and such. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um so um I guess how many okay so we've we've seen we know mon mothma's in it this is the last thing i'm going to ask you guys just to speculate a little bit um but uh, we know mon mothma's in it we know that saw Gerrera is in it um obviously casting andor um do we get any original trilogy or prequel trilogy and rebels let's let's put rebels in there as well any cameos in this you don't have to guess who but do you think we're going to get cameos or are they going to go all new characters i could see where they do um like you know what's his name uh bail ghana will pop in maybe for a cameo excuse me they've they've already brought in jimmy smith to do a a good little uh, supporting role in obi-wan kenobi so ask him hey thank you Stank awesome just head over here and do uh do that kind of thing. Uh I, I could imagine where we might see a few other maybe established characters. You know, I would love to see somebody like Agent Callis popping in. Like a lot of action for Agent Callis just because that you know, if we're talking about Fulcrum, that's a way to connect Ahsoka Fulcrum to Cassian without bringing Ahsoka in. Mm-hmm. And it's much easier to cast a cast an actor who doesn't need to do hours upon hours of makeup to do that kind of role uh, and it'd be a neat thing and I imagine that this is going to be my one big wild speculation that season one's going to end with a mission where Cassian ends up with K2SO hmm. yeah that's the that's the one we know well I mean at, when they originally announced Cassian it was because I was at Star Wars Celebration it was like mm-hmm. and I'm getting Alan Tudyk's you know signature and it was announced that he's going to be in Andor then they were like oh he's not K2SO is not going to be in it so uh, but I think I think you're right I think you're right Dave what do, what do you think Any, do you, or do you, do you think they're going to go just all original characters Oh, they'll throw in a couple of cameos. Like Tamora Morrison, I would almost guarantee he's going to show up at some point. Um, Bale's a really good bet. I like your idea of um, Imperials. Um, another name to throw out there might be Thrawn. What about Darth Vader now that they've nailed the voice in Obi-Wan? I mean, <laughs> well, maybe they were like... working. Maybe they were working together. It's like, hey, I mean, just 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 a hologram you know of vader you know force choking somebody you're Um, right they nailed the voice so they can they can pretty much use him as much as they want now um but i you know i'm thinking more bureaucratic imperials you know and uh uh, like i said uh tarkin's a bit of a a a tough one to to achieve as we've as we know that's the one you lauren the he was uh the head of isb imperial security Mm -hmm. Bureau, yeah. So, what if uh, what if uh, Krennic uh, shows up? That'd be interesting because Krennic is supposed to be all working about his Death Star at this point, his secret project. Now, but it'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. No, I was gonna say I, I I would not be opposed to just all new characters, and I I hope it doesn't become like you know in She Hulk the like you said the the cameo. Um, but there has to be some of that connective tissue just to make you go, you know, that because when you when you when you see somebody from this story in this new story, then it makes it, you know, it just it just brings things together. Um, before, before you go, how about would you would you be interested in bringing in Honda Onaka and some of the seedier gangster elements you know, of the galaxy? Okay. So they would have to do it better than the little video screen of Hondo in the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. 
because that bothers me. The animatronic in Smuggler's Run, awesome. But the little video screen, Hondo, mm -hmm. that it, it's and it's like the same voice, but it just looks goofy. So mm -hmm. if they if they <laughs> new alarm, Dave. <laughs> um, but you know, so it, I I would not be opposed to it. Um, but but the voice is very important, and it would just couldn't look goofy. Um, the, the, the other one I could think of if you're trying to bring like shady underworld characters and you really couldn't do nail Hondo's look would be Lando young Lando good uh, last thing before we leave totally not on Andor unless anybody has anything they want to add to Andor before yeah. we sign off Just excited for it can't wait for it the um, the Obi-Wan uh documentary that was released on disney plus day dave you mentioned it what's mm -hmm. what's your fredo do you watch it yet i caught a bit of it i haven't finished it but yeah okay I, well then we the can't we, saw, we can't go with the no, funniest no, line go ahead go ahead because the part that i saw i mean i'd see all the stuff with and with hayden and uh ewan was just like it's heartwarming it's really interesting see and the care that deborah took into making sure that it'll work but that, I, I'll, I'll let Dave end with this because the best line from that was, uh, um, I'm guessing what Ewan says to uh, to Hayden. What about the high ground? Yes. Is that the one? Yeah. <laughs> no, you do it. Well, I mean, it's, I think, what doesn't, doesn't Hayden say, oh, you got the high ground? Because uh, they're watching scenes from Revenge of the yeah. Sith. And then Ewan McGregor gets this look of annoyance on his face and he said if i had a dollar for every time somebody told me they had the high ground <laughs> and, and then hayden was like uh i guess i should have listened to you <laughs> but anyway that that documentary is really really good and it's mm -hmm. it's more sentimental than i thought it was going to be oh, i mean yeah very much like if you're bored to tears by your typical behind the scenes things where they're talking about you know the visual effects and you know you're, you're seeing guys get into their costumes and things of that and yeah there's plenty of that here um but it's a really emotional look at this reunion of these people that had not been together for a long time who clearly have a great deal of affection for each other uh the the universe at large the fans um it's yeah heartwarming was a great word for word the thing i was thing i was shocked by was how it made it seem like this was mostly ewan mcgregor's idea that's the way it comes off like it wasn't like somebody went knocking on his door and say hey would you be interested in doing obi-wan i don't know you know what i mean he made it sound like we've been talking about this for actually said i have been talking about this for i mean he really took ownership of it and he was a, uh, like an executive producer on it um but just his ownership of that and quite honestly you know for my it's funny my mind has shifted now i mean he is more obi-wan kenobi than alec guinness is ah you're on you're on team I, ewan I, he, I mean he's we got more of him in there i mean mm -hmm. it's so um I, I'll be honest, um, I went back and I watched the final episode of Obi-Wan again, and uh, it's just beautiful. So. It's beautiful. I mean, it's brilliantly conceived, uh, awesomely executed, uh, just an, an emotional gut punch. Yeah, you know what's going to happen or what has to happen. They both have to survive somehow, but like that, that confrontation was... I mean, for everything that we nitpick about Revenge of the Sith, um, when it came to that duel between the two of them and the relationship over the course of the film, I feel like this really sort of hit a home run where that where all of that was concerned. And so, like, if you're if you were a little disappointed with Revenge of the Sith, but you still have great affection for the story and the characters. I, I just can't see how oh, the final episode of Obi-Wan wouldn't have knocked it out of the park for you because it just, it did for me. I loved it. Right. I always say, 
Ewan McGregor played Obi-Wan Kenobi. Sir Alec Guinness played Ben Kenobi. <laughs> That's how this works. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, with that, I'll Old I'm not, ben. I'm not you just you just pulled out a thread there that we're just gonna let sit. Alright, so anyway. Um cool. All right, well, that kind of wraps it up for this week. A lot of a lot of Star Wars stuff, a lot of Marvel stuff coming, so nobody can nobody can say there's nothing to watch. So um uh and maybe I don't know, we might have to adjust, we'll talk offline, but we might have to adjust our recording next week so that we can come out of the gate talking about andor um so, episodes that's gonna be a lot of talk so uh anywho yeah and i'll I have a lot of homework to do right before that so uh, but with that we will say who dat who dat and let's uh let's beat tom brady on sunday everybody so uh everybody have an outstanding week my monkey